Good evening, KWD listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Midnight Run. We've got some fantastic shows for you. We've got Alvin Farkle in house with discussing some of his medical mysteries. Captain Flaps is going to check in from the road, hitching and bitching. Wilson Gordon is on site at the Regional Monopoly Championships with Ready Set Roll. And then Carl Carl, Carl Carl Hayes today with your theme of February Freakouts. February Freakouts. With Carl Hayes calling today, the lines are open, and to round out our hour, we've got the box seats. Our panel's going to discuss a new movie, Underegulated. Fascinating film, I'm sure you're about to make the festival circuit. Really great show for you people tonight. Stay tuned, this is KWZD. KWZ is member supported, made possible by members like you. Become a member today and receive a free tote with a monthly subscription plan of $48 or more. Receive a free tote, a monthly free tote for every month that you are a member. You know, KWZD, we got enough totes to fill emotes. KWZD, don't touch your emotes. Up next, Medical Mysteries with Dr. Alvin Farkle. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Dr. Alan Farkle, and let's look into these medical mysteries. This week, we're talking about auditory addictions and ear health. Now, let's start with the ear health. A lot of people out there are confused when it comes to earwax candles. The experts at the Arkansas Auditory Association would like to tell you you are not to pour candle wax into your ear. In fact, it is burning wax out of your ear. Again, do not pour molten wax into your ear. This will not help it. And furthermore, we are looking into the addictions people are putting themselves through. Specifically, ones that they listen to. We're talking ASMR and its progression, A. TMR. Now we have an auditory expert here who has a lot of opinions on the matter. Terrence Moore, um, could you say a few words on this? Uh, th- thank you. Thank you. It is uh, an honor to be here representing the uh, associate, the Arkansas Auditory Association. Um, what we're seeing is uh, really taking the country by storm. It's the first uh, it's, it's one of the first big sweeping epidemics we have of auditory addictions. It's, a, it's becoming a pandemic almost as we are seeing more and more reports coming in from around the world. And we, as the auditory associates, uh, congregate at our yearly conferences. We uh, are hearing quite a few things. As, uh, as you know, ASMR, which is... Uh, Audio sensory meridian response 
is uh, very popular. Uh, for those who may be unaware, that is the tingles that you feel while listening to specific frequencies of sound or uh, volumes. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, a few years ago, we were worried about um, people blowing their eardrums out with, with music, with the, the ear pods, the earphones being so close and cutting off the ear canal that there was some worry. But there seems to be a shift culturally into the soft sounds. The only issue being that the constant whispers and taps coming in the in the ear canal is is proving to be uh, catastrophic, absolutely catastrophic to uh, the eardrum itself. As they though they are soft sounds, they are constant. Is there are many people we found in our studies who listen to the videos up to twenty hours a day. 20 hours a day. Astonishing figures is amongst the top 6% of of addicts. uh, For for the sake of our listeners, what is a recommended uh, duration of listening that the Arkansas Auditory Association would recommend? um, At max, with headphones in, we could say comfortably two and a half hours. Two and a half. Perhaps. Two and a half even being uh, a bit long for exposure, but... Should be fine without discomfort, but we're seeing some frightening uh, developments within the community. Is people need something harder? Is they need sounds that maybe aren't quite as comfortable or relaxing to the ear? Is instead of they're trading their whispers for wails, wails. Their scratchings for screams, and their taps for tinnitus is people are finding are giving themselves tinnitus on purpose because they find the slight to be quite soothing to them. So they are using these videos to uh, attack their eardrums and cause permanent damage, and uh, it's absolutely frightening. That and, that is a horrifying thing. Um, let it be known, listeners, that. A slight ringing in your ear does not make a good substitute for closeness with friends and family. It is not your company, and it is not healthy for you. You you really should uh, care for your eardrums. They're the most important part of the ear. Easily. Easily the most important part of the ear. As it's what lets you hear, if I may uh, use some technical jargon. Okay. Now... These um, progressions of ASMR, is there any fears to what will come next? Uh, we, we started with, with loud music, then we progressed to a counterculture of soft sounds, and now we're seeing a return to another counterculture of, of attack on the eardrum. Is there fear of a, a physical progression to this trend? We think so. We are thinking that this attack will progress to such a point where people are purposely blowing their eardrums out and deafening themselves. Or mocking, uh, pseudo-deafening themselves, pseudo-silence. Pseudo-silence. Pseudo-silencers or something we are finding is many people are shoving just absolutely insane amounts of candle wax into their ears in order to block out all sound to simulate deafness, to uh, 
stop any and all sound from coming in. That that is unideal, as it were, to say the least. Is there's an auditory uh, attack happening, and it's uh, it's frightening. So we just we're grateful that we can let the public know what's happening. Well, I am very thankful for you coming on here, uh, Mr. Moore. And for our listeners, please take care of your ears. They're your first sign of hearing. For KWZD, I'm Dr. Alvin Farkle. Keep listening. KWZD is made possible with members like you, but also sponsors out there. And one of our sponsors we have on today is the surreal estate agent, Pablo Bacon, today. Hi, Pablo. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Well, Pablo, Pablo, you have some of the finest surreal estate on the market. Is it, that true? It is absolutely the best you can find. We are very excited to have you on the show today, and we want to invite you to uh, tell listeners uh, what they might find in this real estate market today. Well, first we have this this lovely bungalow that just just came on the market. It, the walls just drip with this beautiful iridescent red, just all day, all night, constantly melting away. And who would not love to be surrounded by this comforting sound and ambiance of a melting wall. Sounds soothing to say it the is, least. It puts you right to sleep for a very, very long time. And also on the market, it's, it's this lovely fixer-upper. It's, it's beautiful. I've been inside it myself. It, it does have a recent double suicide, and we have to try to move this listing quickly so you'll find that this is at a a beautiful deal because the spirits inside might not stick unless they have a family to haunt and so we're really trying to move this property and 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 just really do a favor to this this couple sounds like a great spot for any like newlywed couple somebody with a baby on the way perhaps or a family looking for a new start family looking for a new start new job some tumble fresh start bring the family closer with some frights exactly well pablo thank you so much you can find uh pablo on any social media at the surrealestatist.org and uh pablo bacon on all social media hop on these listings folks these this real i also answer to smoke signals and mirrored callings mirrored callings you heard it folks uh so we want to thank Pablo Bacon today for being one of our sponsors on KWZD. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor, simply reach out kwzd.com or uh, send a fax. This is KWZD. Up next, we have a show. Well, uh, hello there, uh, everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, listen on the road. Uh, it's it's Captain Jack Flaps here, and uh, you know we got a we got a great episode 
for you a little bit different than uh, what we had scheduled. I, I was going to uh, play some road, good old road games with my last guest, but uh, got pulled over by the police and he made a quick departure. Uh, to my surprise, he just hopped out of the truck and ran and uh, the police pursued and uh, I just kept going on my own merry way. Deliver my goods. Lonesome here driving. Driving down these long, long hours. Uh, you know, really nothing to do but keep your hands on the wheel and look into other cars. Whoa, looky here! Uh, got, got ourselves a hitchhiker. Let's uh, pick him up. Hey, how, how's it going there, buddy? Hey, thanks for picking me up. Yeah, welcome. Hop on aboard. All right. Where are you headed? Uh, I'm going up north, down to uh, Ottawaka. Ottawaka? Wow. Yeah. Well, I can get you... Ottawaka to Ottawaka, you know? I can get you as close to Kitchita, if that's all right with you. Kitchita, well... But that's... right around there, that's I got to turn that's south. That's better than nothing. Yeah, so what's your name there, Chip? Uh, Pinata Jim. Yada Jim, that's the name. Where'd you yeah. get that one? Well, you know, uh, my family's part of the, you know, uh, like circusy sort of folk, you know, uh, but we have our own sort of show. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got pretty drunk last night, and I don't know how I ended up, you know, forty miles south, but out of walking to out of walking, you know what I mean? Wow, that's amazing. You know, as a youngster, I used to, I used to love going to the circus with my with my folks with oh, my yeah. family. My older brother used to hate it. Used to throw popcorn at the elephants, and I used to oh, yeah. used to get in a lot of fights with him over that. I used to <laughs> just punch him right in his neck and tell him to respect the elephants. But yep. you know, it's, you got yeah, I tell you, I tell you, you know, the circus. That's a wonderful place. Nothing yeah. better. You know, my favorite part is what? is the old clown with the chainsaws for his feet. With the yeah, old, uh, just foot saw. Foot saw. Foot saw. It was my hero. Tell me about yourself, there, uh, Pinata, Pinata Jack, Pinata Jim, Jim, Pinata Jim. Pinata, um, what, what kind of act you got there? I ingest a lot of uh, wrapped candy, and then I get strung up. Um, and. You know, children buy tickets. They come and you know whack me. You know, and they, they get three hits. Whack the mess you know? out of you, huh? And yeah, we we took out the blindfold because uh, you know we're having to repair our tents more often and you know actually making money off of this oh, gig. Uh, I vomit candy. Wow, uh, now that's real avant-garde uh, yeah. performance right there. That's a sight to see. So one day. My big brother, uh, he tied me up, put on a trench coat, and strung me up. And he's like, you're the pinata today. I wow. I had no say in the matter, but it worked out. We made a lot of dough, and I volunteered for the next one. You see, older brothers always have a way of traumatizing you in the most uh, lucrative method possible, right? You know, I... I I could walk from here. Oh, really? Whoa. Whoa, it was nice talking to you, Pinata Jim Penny for short. Thank you. Thanks for giving me a lift, Captain Flats. It's yeah, you're welcome. It's a pleasure meeting you, sir. 
pleasure having you in the truck. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that was just a wonderful, wonderful conversation with a, a real grade A fella. And I hope you enjoyed it half as much as I did. And we'll see you next time on uh, Hitching and Bitching. Are you ready? Are you set? Well, let's roll. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to the longest Monopoly game ever played. We got four uh, Monopoly CEOs that have been playing this game for seven years. Seven whole years that they've been playing this single game of Monopoly. There's $14 billion in play, and rumor has it that one, uh, one particular property has over 300 hotels on it. So let's get in there and let's play the game. Hey guys, how's it going today? Uh, it's terrible. Ter okay. My client would like to inform you all that he is having a fine time. All right, someone's having a good time. Um, uh, Theodore St. Theodore, it, it yeah. looks like it's your turn right now. What What's going on? Contemplating, there's there's a lot to do. I'm in jail on that board, but I think... I think I got this. Alright. I'm gonna roll. He's gonna roll. And... Finally, it only took you, what, you know what? five hours to roll? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna hold my roll real quick. I'm, really? You know what, you know what, I'm only doing... Really? Is, there is a time limit. I, 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 I still wanna, I don't want to. I still have thirty five seconds. I know you. So, but I want to point out. I'm I'm gonna put two hotels on okay. this board over here, right, and two hotels. All right. I'm gonna buy my way out of jail. I'm just I'm a, I'm a, okay. And he goes right. for the bail. All right, let's see. Wow, three. All right, rolls rolls of three. She isn't gonna put him very very deep into any of his own properties. Matter of fact. Looks like he landed on blue. All right, fine, fine. Take my money. Yep, Take it. Yep. Take it. Yeah, that's what he's been doing. So that's what he's been doing the whole that time. That money goes uh, straight. My to client, uh, Mr. McCuffin, uh, um, accepts your your rent and thanks you for it. Yikes! So let me tell you, folks, that was that was twenty five thousand dollars of rent. That's just one roll, and that's not even. You know, that's not even a heavy property. It's a small dent. It's a small dent. I can make it back. I I got it. It's 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 a very undeveloped property and you know, twenty five thousand, it's it's not too bad. Alright, so the turn goes to uh, William Cocksmith. Alright. Finally, you know uh, here's the problem. When you're in high stakes, um, high money monopoly, is some people don't know when to quit. They don't know when they've de they've been defeated, and they don't know when to step down. But you know what? I'm glad to take all of their money. So, whoa! What a roll! Okay. What a roll! You gotta be careful. You're coming around my neighborhood. One yeah. more roll, another roll like that, and uh, so it looks like might be packing it up and going. Rolled. A straight 12, double sixes, but he's yeah. landed on a railroad. On a railroad. Okay. 
Currently, all the railroads are uh, owned to uh, Klaus Miktowski, who has Mik- not been Mik-towski. speaking for uh, two years so far. Um, he's represented by Ronald Smith. He's an attorney at law. Uh, so Klaus Miktowski actually has that benefit of having a lawyer present for him at all times. Let's see how this uh, uh Take your out. money, Miktowski. My client thanks you for your rent and appreciates you paying on time. Now the, it goes to... Uh, Klaus Miktowski. Um, sometimes Ronald Smith actually takes the role, but we'll see what happens here. My client declines these dice and requests that objective dice be brought into the game. Ooh. Again. What are you insinuating? They're not exactly. My dice. Client, my what, client what, is, what exactly are you insinuating? My client is well within his right. Is the, the dice have changed hands at least for one round, thereby making them... Tainted These dice. are perfectly good so dice. dice. Look, client, look examine the dice. the dice. Examine the dice. My client will play the dice if he is given a plus or minus two bonus to the roll. Everybody out here is trying to play games when we're so, trying to conduct serious business. All right, I mean, and I won't have it. Happening. I won't have it. You know what? No, you know Theodore what? My client will hold the game to continue. Hold the game to continue. Stealing from William Coxsmith. And I don't want I don't want him to ransom what? this game. What? <laughs> but we need to get this moving. We I I am in agreement. I, I, I'll fetch the dice <laughs> myself. Are you kidding me, Theodore? People, are you need kidding to, me? I am playing well within my rights. <laughs> no, no, no! You suck. count my money. Count my money. Count your money. Count it. I have to count. I know what you did. I counted my money. I would also like to bring up this time. I'm missing not go four thousand dollars. Look, this does not look. no way. Go against my client's time to roll, and we would like additional time on the clock for all of the mistreatment my client is receiving right now. You know, Ron, we're getting real tired of shit over there, Ronald. What? We're, we're, my client is acting well within his rights, within the game, and the parameters of the rules set years ago and being set forth here to now. This whole thing is ridiculous. The whole thing is a travesty and a mockery of the great game of Monopoly. This guy, Theodore St. Theodore, was was $8,000 in the hole a second ago. And now he has a stack of money. From where, I might ask? From in front of me. Where I have earned it. I put in the work. Where you have stolen? I put in the time. Where you have stolen? I mean... Every money stolen in the game of Monopoly, it's the point of the game to take money from others. And the moderators here, the moderators here are doing nothing. Don't blame them. They're doing a good job. They're doing nothing. working people. How? You've got 35 open inquiries. It looks like the time is up on Klaus Miktowski's role. And the moderators have decided to pass the turn. Pass the turn. We will be filing an injunction upon this turn. This turn is out of turn. We did not get a chance to roll. We did not get the dice we requested. The we have also requested... It's a sham, I'm telling you. The whole thing is a sham. You can't hold the dice forever. Because you know what they're going to do? They can come right home to daddy. And they start the clock on Benjamin Fredericks, who just keeps talking through his turn. A little bit more on there. He shakes the dice. He gives it some, right. some guts and glory. And yeah! And. Oh, it goes off of the table. That's ah, a foul! Table. Ah. A foul! 
according to um, threw threw a little bit too much contracts. pepper on it. Is what I did. Is I threw a little bit too much pepper on it. If the dice goes off of the table, then he has to pay a fine of one million dollars. Anyone else here want a drink? I can't. I can't. Not right now, man. Right, from, little, from you, no thank you. You know what? Y'all can take no. my wow. money. Wow. You can take it. It's alright. It's alright. It's buying okay. another roll. That's what I'm doing. Just buying those. those alright, I believe it's my turn. Um, I'm gonna I'm a spend... I'm gonna spend 300. I'm gonna buy a second pair of dice for this roll. This is a common occurrence with Theodore St. Theodore. He... he he you can't buy a second pair money, of dice when you're in the hole. he purchases hey. uh, more dice out of nowhere. No one section, understands where he's getting these funds a, to B. pay off the moderators to purchase extra sets of dice. Your credit uh, is not high enough to buy. And the you, only one that really calls him out on it are you is serious? Cocksmith. Are you serious? And, you know. He's, We're just going to let this happen? We're just going to let this happen in front of the moderators. He's moderators. a local player, but they just... All right, since the time's run now. I need to roll. It just seems like anything happens. Whoa, whoa, and he rolls at 27. Wow, that that puts me right on top of go. Y'all can suck it. And that's the thing. If, uh, if he does land on go, then he gets another two and a half million from each player that they have to pay up. Um... The game has been become far more intense. They're, they've added their own rules that are all under contract. I heard that two of them have started a union, and they have um, you know they're getting um, all sorts of new laws and regulations to the game, and it's very exciting just to watch these guys play, even for a moment. Um, I mean, in just that play, they've only touched on one of their sixteen boards. They're on break now, so let's let's have a chat with some of them. And Benjamin, you Fredericks. know Benjamin, you know me, I'm Daddy so, over here winning this game. Oh, it's gonna be me that wins this game. Yeah, currently um, you do have the highest bankroll. You know, I'm um, out here. I'm putting the how, time in. How have you pulled it off? You know, it's it's that spirited roll. It sometimes it gets me into trouble. Roll into a couple Aaron throws. Get some dice off the board. I move past it though. It's that spirited dice roll, always carrying me through. Now this game's been running for seven years, and I heard that before this started, you were just graduated high school, right? Um, you got That's into the right. game. That's right. And then this encouraged you to take college courses. Well, you, well, technically it was already in college. It was the GED program. I'm a you're not going to get into my past life much. I don't even know how you knew that. I had all my records scrubbed. But I have uh, my ways. kudos to you. Uh, it's helped me start my own business. This has led to me learning how to how to handle money, how to work these fools out of their money. Mm. It's helped me brand myself through the game of Monopoly. Very interesting. Thank you, Benjamin. Um I would like to try and talk with uh, Klaus Miktowski. Uh, uh, my client is declining any interviews at this time. Uh, may I speak with you then, uh, Mr. Smith? He accepted that. Oh, so uh, how did you get into this game? Well, I was... Uh, Mr. Klaus Miktowski is a, an incredibly successful realtor 
in uh, his life away from the game, or away from board as it is called, and I am one of his many uh, legal representatives in these dealings. He brought me in to discuss whether there was there was a large disagreement about how many limits to hotels there were that could be on the board when Mr. McTowski put 300 hotels mm. on his boardwalk space. Wow. Uh, they brought me in as special counsel, and we found that we came to an amicable decision and that my client was, of course, well within his rights to do so. Very interesting. So you've helped uh, maybe draft up some of the laws that take place on these boards? Uh, I have in conjunction with the moderators and at times the legal consult of the moderators of the team and representatives of Milton Bradley themselves. Wow. That's just, it goes straight to the top. Uh, Milton himself has come in on many of our sessions to discuss the terms of the game. And we have, find, we have found that uh, my client is well within his rights within the parameters of the law and the game at large. Fantastic. Well, I I want to thank you for, you know, uh, you know, reestablishing what we believe in Monopoly is and, you know, determining what it can be for the future. Um, I would love to play a game in this depth someday. Uh, my client would like to inform you that you probably never will. <laughs> However, he thanks you. All right. Well, thank you both. Uh, I'm going to move over to William Coxsmith. Yeah, hello. How are things going for you? Well, you know, I was, I've, I've, I've had a long uh, two years in second place, and it has been a hard, a very difficult battle uh, to even maintain my position here because we have, we have people such as Theodore Saint Theodore counterfeiting bills, bribing the moderators. Stealing from from the other players of the game, just making a complete sham. Look, I came here because I I I have a passion for Monopoly. Mm. I have a passion for board games. All right, and I spent a lot of time developing uh, developing uh, internet apps for cell phones. All based around board games, which yeah. I've, I've made, I've made my fortune with, and and to come here, and to have my passion be be so thoroughly spat on, mm-hmm. and disrespected and kicked into the gutter. We have we have a man with some fake lawyer here, just just completely completely making a fool of everyone. We have. We have the only real, the only other real player here is some kid who just crawled out of business school. Look, I, I, I mean no offense. I mean absolutely no offense, but I am, I am, I am perturbed. It's very understandable, um, especially coming from someone that you know programs these board games. You know, you're set by laws. Yes. You know, and there's rules involved. I'm very familiar with all of the rules. Yeah, and when someone breaks those rules, I, I understand that it could be very frustrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, when do the moderators have to step in and try to help out the game? Uh, you know, ideally, they would step in whenever, whenever um, there is a... a a suspected cheating occurrence, 
um, when there is uh, violence, when there are, um, you know, interfering um, elements such as wild animals or um, extra players um, all of a sudden joining and leaving um, unauthorized. But they have not stepped in in any of those situations. Mm. I have, I have, I've broken a hand. Wow. You know, in, in an altercation. And the, the only times they have stepped in are, are when people question Theodore St. Theodore too much. Wow. Then, then they start to, they start to get on us about, uh, time limits and about just moving the game forward without too much hostility. And Obviously, there's foul play there. It seems like it. Well, thank you for talking with me. Um, I asked to have an interview with Theodore St. Theodore, and it was quickly denied by those same moderators that uh, were just discussed. Um, I only caught Theodore St. Theodore away from the board game at a brief moment, and uh, these are the only words that he had to say to me. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been cheating the entire time. I'm I'm honestly just trying to get one of them to attack me. Like I've I've been in the hole at least a dozen times and my only saving grace is is these fake tens and somebody punching me in the mouth. Well, thank you for listening to Ready, Set, Roll. And thank you for listening to KWZD. Have a good night. Welcome to Call Call. So it's February. It's the shortest month of the year. You put a little bit of time in between uh, you and your New Year's resolutions. That fresh start you had is not taking off the way you thought it would. The glimmer of hope that January gave you is starting to fade. And the weight of spring approaches. It's hot breath creeping on your neck like some kind of some kind of stalker coming up to get you. And that can lead to freakouts. February freakouts. Maybe you didn't get your Valentine's gift. Maybe, just maybe, February failure is upon you too. But fear not, Carl Hayes here to answer any questions you have. Anything might be on your mind, so tell me. You know, if February got you freaking out, come share it with me. Uh, lines are open. Uh, hello, caller. Uh, you're on with uh, Carl Hayes. Hi, Carl. This is uh, Matthias Jane. Matthias uh, <coughs> Jane. Out, out from Nevada. Nevada, Nevada. Great and, great place. Um, I've just... I've had a real hard couple of years, and this year I said, you know, I'm going to do better. I'm going I'm to eat right. I'm going to exercise. And I'm going to do right by me. But, like, here we are, February. Threw all of that out the window. What what, what can I do to, to, to keep up with my resolutions? It's just... I, I can't do it. So you've been trying to eat right. Yeah, yeah. Eat right, exercise, and, and just, just do right by me. Do right by you. Well, what's doing right by you? What, what, what do you do for work there, Matthias? I, I'm um, a hand wash expert. Any any article of clothing that is hand wash only, you bring to me. I wash it for you. I hand it right back to you. Wow. That sounds like intense physical labor. Or... Maybe not intense, but it sounds like you're on your feet all day. I mean, day. It's, it's, it's a lot for me. 
That's fantastic. Alright. I think I got just a solution for you, Matthias. You are now going to start growing potatoes. You're going to go out into that rich Nevada soil and plant some potatoes. Oh. Plant yourself some potatoes. Get a potato farm going. Eat what you can. And then harvest those potatoes. And eat only the potatoes. Oh, only potatoes. You got to eat right. Oh. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to eat right and exercise more. Uh, yeah, you know what? Potatoes take care of both that. And you're trying to take care of yours, correct? Yeah. So you have potatoes. You have an endless source of income, an endless source of food, and an endless source of entertainment intending to your spuds. Wow. wow that... Take care of those tubers and get your life right. I'm, I'm going I'm to go get some potatoes right now. Get potatoes. They're hearty vegetables. Though, and and you can always plant them in the winter. There's a reason. Is is who are some of the surliest folks you know? The nationalities, um, Russians and the Irish. Those potato eating people are surly. But gosh darn it, do they take care of theirs and do they eat right? They live unfastly long. They're able to take an extreme amount of liver punishment. Potatoes. P potatoes. Uh, th thank thank you, Carl. Matthias, I want you to send me some potatoes once that farm's up. Matthias, good luck out there. February freakout. Solved. Which, what we want to do is synergize solutions here. Is we want to bring together the most amount of joy from the least amount of effort. We're going for pure efficiency and embracing that. Wow. You know, I had a garden once. Uh, didn't yield anything. Burned it all down. My house went down with it. Took that money. Bought a sports car. Best decision of my life. Alright. Uh, next caller. It looks like we've got... Uh, Dan. Dan S Smith on the line. Oh, hello, Carl. D Dan, Dan, where are you calling from? Yes, I'm calling from Wichita, Vermont. Wichita, Vermont. Beautiful this yes. type of, this time of year. Yeah, it is beautiful. Uh, yes. now, Dan, you sound a little down. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit down right now, a bit melancholy. Uh, you see, I have this terrible fear, Carl. To be honest with you, I am afraid that all all of the all the work that I've been doing, Carl, uh, in my life, which involves the harvest of a certain uh, land mammal uh, from the roads of Vermont, I'm afraid that all of the work that I've been doing has been for nothing, basically, because... I've I've been getting these calls from uh from the from the IRS about my taxes and from the FBI about the people in my basement and I, I just fear I I really fear that everything that I've worked so hard to achieve, Carl, is just blowing in the wind and will eventually become a vapor and just a dust and uh, just just a monument to all of my failures. Now, Dan, 
This isn't the real Dan I'm hearing from right now. Because the real Dan that's inside of there is a tenacious, unrelenting terror when it comes to work. Is you need to tap into that. Is right now you're thinking of being a monument to what? To time? To, to the next generation? You only stand as a monument to yourself, Dan. You only have things to prove to yourself. And you are only accountable and responsible for yourself in this world. No FBI, no CIA, no IRS, no acronym is going to hold you down or accountable to the things that you're doing besides yourself. That's who you're accountable to. So you're saying your work's drying up. What you need to do is just find another avenue in which you can do that work. Is If they're pounding on your door, get rid of your door. If they're coming through the window, board up the windows. You gotta block out all the noise and nonsense that's coming at you and dodge it. And if necessary, it might be time to pack up, move on somewhere else, and reassert yourself in any way you need. Sometimes, the only way we can reappear is to disappear. And that might be what you need, but you know what? The biggest thing, Dan, is that Dan Smith inside there that wonderful, hardworking, tenacious Dan needs to come out. Are you with me, Dan? Well, yes, 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 I am. Thank you. You've got uh, a basin uh, full of people counting on you, I, I and do, an entire, on an entire economy on the road that needs to be harvested. Yeah. And they're not going to harvest themselves, Dan. You're right. You're right, Carl. I mean, I don't know how I'll do it, but I'll, you know, I'll do everything. I'll do everything in my power to, to really. Turn this whole thing around, Carl. Good for you, Dan. Good for you. Dan, great caller. I love self-starters. Love self-made men. Wonder what he did. But seems like he's in a great industry. Is the is, is he's found himself in the gig industry and he's taking it by the reins. And I love it. We got one more caller today. Let's uh, go to the line. Hello, caller. You're on Carl Hayes. Yes, hello. Hello, caller. What's, what's your name? This is... Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Well, you, you, you okay there, Mike Johnson? It's, oh, it's just... I mean, Wilmer, Minnesota, it's, it's mighty cold outside. Mighty cold in Minnesota. They call that the snowy state. That, I, I don't believe that's true, but oh, all right. Look it up, Mike. Well, well I'm just... All right, I, I suppose I will after that. I just, I'm just so worried that Valentine's Day is around the corner and I was... Planning on a nice stroll in the park, but it's just, everything is frozen outside. Well, you sound cold, Mike. Am I, am I to assume that right? The first thing I'm going to need you to do is grab a blanket. Is uh, grab yourself a blanket and wrap it around yourself. Oh, believe me, I've got several. I'll try to stifle the shiverings. Now, Mike, are you at home? I am. All right, what we need you to do is uh, turn on your stove and turn on all of your burners. All right is central heating is a huge scam by the HVAC people is what you need to do is use that oven. Now you feel the warmth of that fire. Turn up your burners as high as they'll go. You, you know what? This is actually, that, that's helping quite a bit. It's quite warm. As you can see, we stole fire from the heavens for exactly this reason. Here it is to warm you. And I want you to think, this fire is going to save your February and your Valentine's Day. This fire in your heart, the passion you have within you, manifests that into fire with your lady. 
is simply set the snow ablaze. Take a flamethrower at your local hardware store and just set a path and blaze it. Blaze the trail. You know, that just... I am so, so much warmer now that this fire's... Yeah, and while I, you're that gone... Like a phenomenal idea. Leave the stove on. Leave the burners going so you have a nice, comfy home so it's a nice to come back to. Home. A that nice, toasty home to come back to. And that's going to lead you straight to Romanceville. That just... You know, I was just so... I wasn't thinking straight. Mike, this already is, you're not shivering. I think... I'm pretty sure you were hypothermic when you called in. You know what? This... Thank, thank you so much, Carl. Just fire. I can't believe it was just so it's simple. right in front of us. It's fire. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much, Carl. Well, February brings some interesting things to the table. Thank you guys for joining me today. Carl Hayes, thank you for calling me. Whenever you're in trouble, whenever you're in need, whenever you just don't know where to turn, just know you can always call Carl. This is KWZ. Joining us here on the box seats. I'm moderating host Deli Johnson today and bringing you the movie that is an absolute darling at the Cannes Film Festival, at the Quebec cinema premiere, and coming hot off of an absolutely shimmering review in New York Times. Underegulated new film by Sueño Sorrento, and uh, it's a very exciting film, and I've got Mark Mikowski from Chicago Herald. Hey, how are you doing? Chad Regis from Chattanooga Times. Thank you very much. Calor uh, Suarez, a uh, blogger from the very popular movie blog, Movies, yo. Yo. And uh, Fred Payton from Good House Peaking, the movie reviewer from that well-established uh, magazine. Yeah, thank you for having me here. All right, let's uh, jump right into it. Uh, perhaps uh, on everybody's mind is uh, Mark Bukowski's uh, first review uh, on the movie Underregulated. I thought the movie was confusing. It starts off with the regulations, and if you guys haven't heard about the movie, uh, it's about four people traveling across the country. It's a road trip movie, right? Uh, and throughout the times... The federal government keeps regulating and unregulating various things that they are traveling with. And I thought it was just way too much of uh, detail about the laws going on. And they keep cutting to Washington. Uh, I want to learn more about uh, Chad Harris. Mark Mikowski, absolutely <laughs> flabbergasted by the movie. It's, it's all over the place. It's, it really is. It's, it's a crazy movie. And can be quite jarring as we found that to be a reoccurring theme in all the reviews, but Kalor, you wrote absolutely soaring review. You were on set very frequently, and you've been following this movie since its inception. In fact, since uh, it first came to light that Underegulated was being adapted into a movie. Honestly, I was I was incredibly doubtful to begin with. Like everyone was telling me about it, they they mentioned the book, and I said, "Hey, that's a book. It's not movies. It's not what I do. Only about movies." And sure enough, this, this turned out to be a movie, and just like it, it, it blew me away at how much of a movie it ended up being. Like it was a solid 
two hours, 45 minutes of pure movie. I think that's the biggest buzz we got from his It's a Movie is uh, Kyler Suarez. You can actually see his quote on the poster. And, and actually, like, um, I'm going a, I'm to a drop the full review here. It's a movie out of the movie. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Calor, for joining us today with your amazing insight. Only I got it. Uh, Chad Regis, uh, you've been called the People's Movie Reviewer. You know, the Chattanooga Times. A uh, everyman sort of um, periodical. And, uh, you know, what? how did you feel about it? What was the word on the streets? And the, uh, and the people of Chattanooga, how do they feel about it? Well, you see, the people of Chattanooga just hated it. It gave scathing reviews. Just scathing reviews. It was very, it was just how the four people traveling across the country, that's very unsafe. Now, in Chattanooga itself, we have very strict hitchhiking, hitchhiking laws, and in the movie, they regulate and underegulate hitchhiking laws constantly, and that just that just upset the people of Chattanooga very deeply. Chattanooga is actually one of the sites of the many, many protests against the movie. Oh, and we're so. proud to be one of the many. Wow. This movie destroyed, taken off of every theater. This movie just absolutely, uh, not without its controversy, is uh, amongst all the shimmer reviews. Uh, I guess you're going to find a few naysayers and doubters. But one who has definitely not been a doubter, who has been an outstanding proponent for the movie and incredibly vocal against uh, the naysayers as a whole, has been Fred Payton, who's been using his weekly movie review uh, column in Good Housepeaking. He has dedicated uh, two solid months to writing about this movie, uh, before it was even completed, actually. Uh, Fred, do you want to tell us about that process? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's great, you know, writing about a movie, even when you haven't even seen the whole movie yet, you know, because you know that there's the characters, <coughs> pardon me, the characters that you connect to, you know, you got the Chad Harris's. And there's uh, there's three friends, and they're traveling across the countries, and there's a, it's a beautiful political allegory, right, which is very potent to these uh, these are the current climate, you know what I mean, you know, and uh, and I felt like when the government deregulated for the second time, it was such a powerful moment in their lives. You know what I'm saying to you? It was a very strong moment for when, for when little, little Maisie Bell had to look up into her mother's eyes and say, Mama, where's the regulation? I, it hit me like a 12-gauge pickup truck. I had a tear. And it teared my eyes, and he didn't know what to do. So, uh... How would you, you say know? this speaks to uh, the audience of Good House Peaking at large? I mean, the audience of Good House Peaking, they're really clever folk. They're really, they're really smart. They're really, you know, they got their nose to the streets. And, and, and what they're looking for in a movie, I believe, what they're looking for is something that tells them 
it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be okay. No matter what happens with regulation, deregulation, uh, traveling across the country, you know you already you always got three close friends and a Chad Harris that are always gonna be there looking out for the little guy. Wow. Vastly different reviews and opinions. Underegulated. In theaters now. Limited release. Wide release in about three months. Hang on to your seats, folks. This one's going to be a doozy, and this is one of the most polarizing films we've seen in quite a long time. Probably since Birth of a Nation. Very exciting times. So, go see it when you can. Uh, this is Deli Johnson. I want to thank my panelists for all joining us today. And uh, this is KWZD. Thank you for joining us on another episode of KWZD's Midnight Run. I want to remind you again, invite you to subscribe and become a member today. You can make a $49.99 subscription and receive a monthly free tote every month. Have a free tote toted to your door from the mailman. I want to thank all my hosts today and all my guests for putting together one of the show. And join us next time on the Midnight Run. This has been KWZD.